All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Better Little Never. <laughs> Yes. I'm not actually inside a women's prison at the moment. The horniest went up to like 11. Good afternoon. I'd like to say a big fuck to Nick. Tyler Zarenka must go to Cinco de Mayo. Ty Ty, why won't you kiss me? Better late than never with fag milk. Better late than never with fag milk. It's better late than never. It's better late than never. Better late than never. Five if you don't agree. Long live Arby's. Not bad milk today. Oh no, the darkness is real in Edmonton. So what does that mean? Satan's starting the show. Satan is here. Satan is ready to talk about the darkness. And Satan is ready to make you all feel even worse about yourself. This is exactly what I wanted. I put all these expectations on the Edmonton Oilers. I called them cup contenders. I slid in as an earworm into all of your brains. And I planted that seed inside you. I said, oh, look at this Oilers Nation. You're going to have a team that's ready to win the Stanley Cup soon. And then they're going to start off the season as dreadful as possible and make you all feel really bad about yourselves every other day. (laughs) (laughs) It is dark out here, though. For real. Welcome to Better Late Than Ever, episode 113. Satan's right. It's dark around here. It is. Doesn't feel good. Feels bad. I would like to start off the podcast i always do by shutting out the audio department they're helping me make it sound good the audio department works to create a safe space for creativity and collaboration for artists and musicians to realize their potential potential and share their message through sound and story they're good people there they're making me sound better 
on a weekly basis. Go check them out if you want to record podcasts, you want to record an album, if you just want to record some spoken word poetry for your missus. Why not? The audio department.ca, you can book some studio time right there on this on the website. I'm into it. You're into it. We're all into it. I love it. Got it? Well, before we get to the Oilers, and we will get to the Oilers and the disappointment that is being an Oilers fan in 2023, I'm going to start with some housekeeping news. Okay. We're going to take a couple of minutes. We're going to relax. We're going to get ourselves, uh, you know, sorted and acclimatized, and we are going to get to the dark stuff afterward. But I want to get to it now. You were sad all night last night. You did a B-cast. Hundreds of people watched you freak out on Instagram Live. It was a great time. I haven't seen you that mad about an Oilers game since the last Oilers game. It's been fun for me. That's rude. In brighter news, though, the hoodies have all shipped. So on last weekend, as promised, I packed away all the hoodies for the Better Late Than Ever contest winners. I shipped those out. I started to get a couple of hoodies, uh, some pictures sent to me. So please send me some pictures. of you. you don't even have to be in it. Just send me pictures of your hoodies. Let me know what you think when you get it. I appreciate it. Wear it with pride, folks. They're comfortable hoodies. I promise you that. We are going to do another round of leave a review and you're entered in to win a a, uh, podcast hoodie. We're going to do another version of that. I promise you that. Okay. But all the hoodies are out there. If you haven't got yours yet, you should be getting it very, very soon. Just look out for a little package from Canada Post and your old friend Bag Milk, right? Excellent. Uh, the other things that I wanted to mention, uh, just speaking of hoodies and podcasts, and it leads me to Nation HQ on Saturday. Watched the Winnipeg Jets game with uh, Oilers Jets, of course. I watched it at Nation HQ with a crew. We are kind of prepping Nation HQ a little bit to do some watch along parties, kind of like some streaming events where you just kind of watch the game with us. You know, we're prepping the office to do that. We're kind of figuring out what that looks like. And I got to say, we had a blast on Saturday night, despite the results. We had a packed house in there. We had some beers flowing. We had some pizzas. The pregame show was live in-house. The postgame show was live in-house. And a lot of love goes to the Nation HQ staff for showing up on a Saturday night. And just let's making work fun. Normally, I would watch the game by myself, decide to go down to the office, watch it with the crew. I had a blast. You know, had uh, the result been different, that arguably would have been a perfect Saturday night. Arguably, in my opinion, you know? But as we know, since the last podcast especially, things have really gone downhill around there. But again, we're going to get to that. It's also Heritage Classic Week. Excited about that game. Maybe not as excited as I was before Connor got hurt, but again, we'll get to that. I'm actually just really excited to go to the event with my dad. I don't uh, get a chance to take my old man to Oilers games nearly as much as I should. So when I called him last week or whatever, I said, I got tickets for Sunday. You in? He goes, absolutely. We're in looking at, let me do a little weather report, way too early weather report for the heritage classic on Sunday. It has gotten cold. Like wasn't it plus 20 on Friday? I swear that was a thing. I swear that was a thing. And then we just fell off a cliff here somewhere, but looking at Sunday currently, according to the weather network.com, Plus two for a high. That might be even a touch too warm. Low of minus two. Probably closer to low of minus two as the day goes on. The game starts at five. So, you know, the sun will be going down. It'll start getting cooler. But um, that is going to be a great day for some outdoor hockey. It's going to be a great, great event. I'm super 
super excited about it. And watch out at OilersNation.com. Zach Lang is going to be attending a bunch of the pre-game practices and a bunch of the other stuff. Um, Zach got credentials for the event. This is an NHL event, not an Oilers event. So Zach got credentials and... Um, He's very excited to bring you some coverage from the Heritage Classic. We're going to have a big crew from Nation HQ heading down there, and it's going to be great. We're going to cover it from all angles. We'll have some staff up in the stands up at the top. Waz and Kennedy are going to be cruising around interviewing people. I'm going to be doing my thing with my old man, so I'll just have my perspective. I'll have the whole thing covered on the website after the event takes place, so Monday probably, Monday afternoon, I'll put together a little recap of the pre-party events taking the bus to Commonwealth, what Commonwealth was like specifically, what was my vantage point like, could I see any of the players from the seats that were overpriced that I bought? These are the questions that we will answer. These are the questions that we will answer. Now, when it comes to the Oilers, there's not a whole lot that's going on that is positive, but thankfully my life gave me a positive last Friday when my boys Blink-182 released their new album one more time. It's great. It was one of those ones where when Tom DeLonge came back to the band, I was worried about, oh, it's just the original lineup. Well, not the original, original lineup, R.I.P. to Scott Rayner. Um, he's not dead. He's alive. Uh, I think he's a cop now. Maybe a firefighter, something like that. Anyway, it's the lineup that most people know. I was just worried that like, okay, I'm excited that Tom's back in the band. Love this band since I'm 12 years old. Super into the idea of them making a new album. I just hope it doesn't suck ass. You know, Edging came out last October. I was into it for what it was. It was a catchy little pop punk swing song. I guess you could call it that. It had a different vibe to it, but this album rules. It fucks. It fucks like a truck. The song Turpentine, if you're going to listen to one song on that album, actually two, I'm going to give you two. If you are going to listen to two songs on that album, one, make the first one anthem part three, fucking rips. Two, Turpentine. The best song in the album, in my opinion. It's weird. It's odd. I love it. It is not what I expected from a Blink song, but my boys, you really did it. You did it. <laughs> Sticking with music, tonight I'm going to Tool. That's why the podcast coming a little bit earlier today. I am going to Tool for the first time ever. I've never seen them before. Super, super excited. If anything, I was I was talking to uh, Wanye this morning, and if anything, I'm just excited to go and watch the musicianship of this band. Tool is one of those bands where I, I, I would be lying if I said I'm the biggest Tool fan on earth. I, I love plenty of Tool songs. You know, plenty of Tool songs. I've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks. I download the set list that they've been playing on this current tour. I am dialed in. There is not a bad song on this set list, according to the ones that they've played, you know, as recently as Vancouver a couple of days ago, but there is not a bad song in this playlist. I'm excited about watching the musicianship. I could just sit there and watch their drummer, Danny Carey, pound the skins all day long. This guy is, I don't know how he does it. You may see two human arms, but I guarantee that there's some kind of hidden arms there somewhere. Maybe some kind of robotic arms, like the top half Oscar Pistorius. Remember that guy? But we don't need to talk about him. You know what I mean? He had the he had the fake legs. So I'm figuring Danny Carey's got fake arms somewhere. In addition to his two world, uh, working real arms. I'm very, very excited about it. Cannot wait. Jay and I are going. Wanye's coming. So there's going to be the three of us from Nation HQ. We're going to have a blast with Carey from Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. We are going to have a great time at Roger's Place tonight. And I gotta, I'm not going to lie to you. 
it's going to be very nice going into that building, going into that place that I love to be, going into that spot where I love spending an evening and not having to worry about how the Edmonton Oilers are going to perform. I know I'm going to see a band at the top of their game fucking crush it, and I'm super excited about it. Cannot wait to go see Tool for the first time. Let's get to the news. Actually, you know what? Before we get to the news, I'm going to change my mind. I'm just looking at uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, I should say. couple new podcast reviews, so we might as well get to those. Five-star review. This one says Heritage Classic from McM- uh Doesn't say who this one's from. Stop crying about the drive. Be loyal. McMullet drives from Strathmore for every game there and back. That's my boy. Great show, Bag Mill. Can't wait to hit the mullet arena with you boys. Stay tuned. That trip is going to be launching right away. So that's a five-star review. Another one, five-star review with the title. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in myself for not finding this show earlier in my life. I find myself putting this one on as soon as I see a new episode is dropped. When most of the time, I'll just save it, save other podcasts for long drives or flights. Anyway, love the show. Thanks for all the laughs. Team Dukes and Let's Go Oilers. That one is from Mike and Amy. Love that. Thank you for the reviews. Now it is time to get in touch with our darkness. Let's talk about the news. Finally. The news is brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. There's only one thing better than sharing memories, and that's making new ones. Alberta Blue Cross travel insurance protects your memories and more wherever travel takes you. Visit ab.bluecross.ca forward slash travel for more information. Again, that is ab.bluecross.ca forward slash travel. I'm going to be making some memories tonight at the Tool concert. Very, very excited about it. But when it comes to the news, which is the segment we're working through right now, things have not gone very well for our beloved Edmonton Oilers. And the people are angry. It's hard to blame them, mind you. That's what it feels like to be an Oilers fan right now. Last night, 7-4 loss to the Minnesota Wild. It was their third loss in a row. The Oilers played, my opinion, pretty solid hockey through 40 minutes. Pretty solid hockey. So, you go into the third period. You're up by a goal. It's 3-2. You've got a chance to win. You've got a chance to kind of dig yourself out of the hole that you're in, or climb out of the hole you're digging yourself. Things are looking positive. And then what happens? Five straight. No, not five straight. I apologize. Five third period goals. Or was it five straight? Hang on. I got to I gotta make sure that I'm getting this right. I was so angry last night when I was B-casting that I just like, I was seeing red. The stats almost didn't matter because the performance was not there. The effort was not there, especially in the third period. It was like they just gave up after the third was over. It is. Uh, no, three straight to start off the third. Vander Kane's scored on the power play to make it 5-4. Then another two goals followed shortly after. So they got five period, five third period goals with a quick one from Evander Kane breaking that up. But good Lord, man. It is absolutely punishing to watch this Oilers team right now. They are so bad. And the thing that bothers me most is they're not a bad team. They're just playing like shit at key moments of the game. And we're going to talk about a bunch of guys that need to step up. But like, what the fuck, man? Anytime the Oilers find themselves down in the third period, you just, unlike last year where you felt like they could come back from any anything, 
in any deficit this year it is not that this year it is very much fatality done done you know i get excited when evander kane brings them back to within one after minnesota scores three straight and then just nothing that's where the effort ended that's where the execution ended and it sucks man it sucks and with mcdavid out a week or two after injuring himself against the jets he's listed with an upper body injury may will be out one to two weeks per the team will he be at the heritage classic won't he be at the heritage classic with Connor mcdavid out i was hoping that people would step up i was hoping that people would elevate their game i was hoping that people would look at it as a challenge and then go you know what everybody thinks we're going to be shithouse with connor out we haven't had a great start of the season let's go around and fuck things up that just didn't happen did not happen we need multiple multiple players to step up here i'm looking at the other stats page right now um you know connor brown no points matthias yanmark no points Derek ryan no points ryan mcleod no points dylan hallway no points again we're talking about some guys with some reduced minutes there but before last night same thing would have been with vander kane only had one assist last night gordy howe hattrick he responded in a big way Complained to Scott Oak in the intermission on Saturday night. Didn't get a lot of ice time when sat himself on the bench for or the penalty box for five minutes after the scrap, but he got himself going. Now, you could argue a little bit too late, a little bit uh, too little too late. Got his goal in garbage time. I get that, but at least he contributed. You know, Nugent Hopkins, my boy, he's got six points on the season, but all six of those came in a span of two games. Warren Fogle, easily the best Oilers forward last night. He played only 1338 for some reason. So I don't even know what's going on. I don't even know what's going on. It's very confusing. It wasn't like the Oilers took a lot of penalties last last night. Oh, wait a second. They did take penalties, and all three of them, all three of them were too many men penalties. What? How does that even happen? Has that ever happened before? I was sitting there after they got their third one. I'm like, there's no way. Another too many men. And that was the only penalties I got all night is because they can't count. Listen, math is hard. I get it. I'm not good at math. I need a calculator for literally everything I do in my life. But counting to five isn't that hard, is it? I mean, that's one player for every finger. You can work that out, surely. It's just a weird night. Warren Fogel, like, best forward by a mile, in my opinion. He barely played 13-38. How was he not up near 20 minutes with the way he was buzzing and firing? That second goal he scored to kick off the second period was a snipe. Contract year Fogel is buzzing. Nobody else is. Looking at the box score from last night, got to talk about Evan Bouchard. You would look at the points, right? And you go, one goal, two assists. Fuck, he had a decent little night there. Three-point night? Come on, man. He's a defenseman? All right. But then when you look look at how he factored in on, what, four or five goals against with just soft defensive plays, getting turn-styled, bobbling the puck when normally he's very, very sure-handed with that thing on his stick. I don't know what kind of yips he's got going on right now, but he is battling his confidence, and it is a struggle for dad in the in the defensive zone. I think about, I don't remember which goal it was specifically last night against the Wild, but there was that one where they just ram it around the boards, hits Bouchard in the stick, nobody around him, bobs right off, and then it is into the back of the net like that. I'm not going to spend too much time piling on the kid, but man, he's had a tough start to this season on the defensive side of the puck. Did not expect it. 
Another thing I want to mention from last night's game before I move on is just Jack Campbell, that second period, had it not been for Campbell, that game would have been we want 10 for sure. I'm not going to defend his night. An 800 save percentage and allowing six goals is not where you need him to be, but let's be honest. In the third period, he got no help. Zero from the team in front of him. In the second period, he stood on his head. The Oilers carried a lead into the intermission in the second period because Jack Campbell stood on his head. Simple, full stop. Grade A chances. It was a shooting gallery from the slot. Over and over and over again. And he was kicking them all out. Again, was he perfect? No. By no means was he perfect. But the Oilers were carrying a lead into the third period and they just fucked it off. That sucks, man. That sucks so bad. I mean, yeah, the Oilers got a first period or a third period goal the first time all season that they were able to do that. That's nice. Unfortunately, the Wild scored four more goals than they did. And we're talking about a 7-4 loss. I don't even know where to go. Is it the expectations? Is it the new defensive system that seems to be confusing people? Do the Oilers just think this was going to be easy? Did they look at everybody calling them cup contenders and be like, ah, we'll just walk through this whole season? Or is it like Pierre Lebrun said in his article over at The Athletic the other day where the Oilers are look like right now they just want to skip the regular season and get back to the playoffs without doing the work to get there? Paraphrasing, but it was something like that. I don't know what it is. I really don't know what it is. Have you considered that it's your fault? Listen, you were excited about this team for months. You were drinking the Kool-Aid. You were getting everybody else to drink the Kool-Aid. You're doing five podcasts a week talking about, Oh, everybody, the Oilers are going to be so good this year. They're going to be cup contenders. We've got to have a great season ahead of us. Maybe it's your fault. Maybe you are the one that put this out into the universe accidentally. All I know is I'm enjoying your suffering right now, and I love watching you pace around the house. Rude. Maybe it is my fault. Maybe. You know? Why are you so pissy? Well, Jim, I am pissy for multiple reasons. Multiple, multiple reasons. And it starts with the Oilers going 0-2-1 since my last podcast episode. The last episode I recorded, if you remember, the Oilers just stomped the Predators and were like, oh, they're back. You know, a little speed bump to start off the year, but the Oilers are back. Dummy the Predators, 6-1. Here we go. And then what happened? 0-2-1 happened. That's what happened. Come on, man. Come on. Figure it out before we waste a season. We are way too late in the dry saddle McDavid era for this shit. Now. There's plenty of time, plenty of time to turn this around, but there's only a lot of time until there's not. Figure it out. Looking at the uh, looking at the schedule, it doesn't get any easier tomorrow either. The New York Rangers are in town. It's Doug Waite Ring of Honor night, along with Charlie Huddy at Rogers Place. You know how the Oilers play when there's a, uh, a pregame ceremony. Not exactly feeling good about where they're at tomorrow, but they can win. They can beat the Rangers. The Rangers are not unbeatable, just like the Flames on Sunday are not unbeatable. In fact, they're only moderately less shitty than the Oilers are right now, and I'm not saying that as a compliment to either side. The Battle of Alberta is at the Heritage Classic is more of a whimper than a battle at this point, and that is not the game we expected. That is not the game we expected at all. You know? I just, uh, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. 
it's just been a hard, hard, hard start to the year in every possible way. I don't even know where they go from this either. They just got to win. They got to win. They got to gut out a win. They got to grind out a win. They got to have a win that isn't a 6-1 blowout. Because I felt like after that game, they almost made it look feel like it was easy. That said, I thought the Oilers actually played really well against the Jets on Saturday had it not been for Stuart Skinner's mistake. He went on an adventure. He went gallivanting, as you could say. And unfortunately, there was a little hesitation in that adventure and it wound up in the back of the net. To quote Steve Dangle, if you're a goaltender, tend the goal. Now, I'm not going to hang that loss on Stuart Skinner. The others couldn't get more than the two goals on Connor Hellebuck. But, you know, we are struggling right now. Struggling. So looking at the uh, the schedule before between now and the next podcast, there's only two games. Weird schedule too, by the way. What the fuck is this? Why is there so many breaks between games? Now, granted, that does give Connor McDavid more time to heal, provided that he is not playing at the Heritage Classic on Sunday. He might, he may not. We don't know. There's been no indication. Some people think he will. Some people won't. I have no idea. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. I am a gambler, and I would not bet on him playing, though the Weathers have four games until they play after the Heritage Classic. Maybe that's the perfect time to play Get a little extra rest in there. Or you just rest him all the way through. I have no idea. We shall see on Sunday. In better news, in more positive news, I want to talk about Sam Gagne. He played his first game with the Condors last night, picked up a pair of assists. By all accounts, the hands look fine. The hands look great. Now, do the wheels look great? We don't know. We don't know. I think that, uh, you know, recovering from double hip surgery is no fucking joke, and it might take him a minute to get up to speed, but hands are there. By all accounts, Bruce Kerlock was watching the Condors game last night, and Sammy looked good up in an offensive role. Here's hoping that he can keep progressing and then maybe bring some of that spirit up to the Oilers because I we need some kind of shuffle. Some kind of shuffle. The other thing I wanted to talk about is Travis Dermott. Congratulations to you. We talked about Pride Tape a couple weeks ago on the podcast and how it was ridiculous that the NHL banned it. Completely stupid. But Travis Dermott, to his credit, went out and fucking had it on his stick anyway. Did not care. Did not care. And what happened? Mountains of support for Travis Dermott. Also a bunch of people taking shots at Travis Dermott that he's not good enough to be drawing that kind of attention for using pride tape, completely missing the point of what he was trying to do. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to give Travis Dermott all the love in the world. He put pride tape on his stick, played a game, did not give a fuck that it was banned. Days later, NHL caves on pride tape. They have caved, lifted the ban already. Completely ridiculous that it was here in the first place. The NHL looks like shitheads again, but you got to give some love to Travis Dermott. The guy did what we were all hoping players would do, and he didn't care. He just went out and did it. Hockey's going to be for everyone. Let the players have their say, and the NHL has done the bout face, and they will let players use that tape if they so choose. I'm hoping more guys do it. Wrap your sticks in it, boys. Wrap your sticks in it. Lastly, I just want to wrap up the news. Interesting quote from Milan Lucic over at The Athletic discussing his time in Edmonton and just clearly he had a bad, bad time here. You know? The Oiler, uh, as you all know, the Oilers made the playoffs in 2016-17, first time forever, ended the decade of darkness. The very next year, they missed the playoffs, and Lucic scored only 10 goals and 24 assists in 82 games. He scored just once in the final 46 games. That was the season we had the Milan Lucic goal draft. 
It was a great time. We had plenty of laughs. But when you think about the human side of what was going on there, Lucic did not have a bad time, and understandably so. And I quote, you're a proud person and a proud athlete. You sign a big contract and you want to live up to that contract. I put a lot of pressure on myself to live up to certain expectations, to live up to the contract I had signed. That kind of put me in a real rut and a real hole that I would never seem to find a way to get out of. What happened? I'm not entirely sure, but it wasn't exactly fun. My mindset became so polluted. I was always frustrated. I was always angry. I'd be angry at the weather. I'd be angry if somebody cut me off. I'd be angry at little things. As much as we want to talk about being in Edmonton, it was also me being frustrated and angry at myself. It was also in a hole that I felt I'd never get out of. Also, at a lot of times, I felt like I was alone. It just kind of, uh, you know, brings up the human element of sports. We talk about guys struggling. We pile on them. I'm thinking of Evan Bouchard today. And uh, it sucks, man. These guys care a lot. And uh, Lucic's tenure at Edmonton is not ever going to get love. It's just not. His first season was fine, but it's just not ever going to get love. And he also goes on in that article to express how he had the same issues in Calgary until Jeff Ward took over as coach. Found a little bit of uh, chemistry with Daryl Sutter because he had played for him in L.A., but then when that ended... So too did the good times in Calgary. Now Lucic is back in Boston. He's on a minimum league, a league min deal or close to it. Back in a spot where he can probably succeed at where he's at in his career. I'll cheer for the guy. Why not? I don't wish hardship on anybody, but I thought it was an interesting quote from Lucic. Interesting to see him just kind of have some look back on his time here and in Alberta. Just it did not go well. And for Alberta Blue Cross, that's how we'll wrap up the news. Alberta Blue Cross. There's only one thing better than sharing memories, and that's making new ones, just as we're going to do on the nation vacation in just over two weeks. Visit ab.bluecross.ca forward slash travel for more information. Again, that's ab.bluecross.ca forward slash travel. Hello, Baguette Milk. I am phoning from the Bowdoin Institution on behalf of inmate Christopher Keith Chalmers. Would you like to accept the call? No. I don't think I would. The Rogers wrapped in red event. 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 <laughs> Time to talk a little betting for our friends at Betway. Let's just look at how things went for your boy last night. And as you know, it has been tough sledding. It has been a tough sledding. Uh, what did I do? Leon Drysaddle over three and a half shots at plus 105. I don't think that hit, if I remember correctly. I was looking at these last night, but I don't think any of those hit. Let me see here. Let me open the boss score. Let's see. Did I also lose a bunch of money as well as my self-respect and just my general joie de vivre that comes from watching hockey? I think I might have. I think I might have. Now, did Leon Drysaddle get over three and a half shots? He did not. That is a loss number one on Risky Business from yesterday. Edmonton Oilers to score a power play goal. They did do that. Evander Kane got that job done in the third period. Oilers to win and Drysaddle to register two plus points at plus 250. Did I get that? Hmm. Drysaddle did get two plus points. All right, so now we're making a little bit of money. Drysaddle and Kaprasov both to get two plus points at plus 350. So actually, you know what? I did okay. Kaprasov did get two plus points, as did Drysaddle. So $5 bet turned into $2250. $2250, $1750, and $803 is what I came home with after $15 of bets. 
or I guess $20 of bets, lost the first one. So $20 down, that turned into, you know, $39, $47. More than double my money. You take that. If you're going to do a little betting, you might as well win. If the Oilers are going to lose their games, you might as well make some money on them, right? What else are we doing? If we're not winning money on the Oilers losing, are you even being a fan? Of course. If you are 19 plus and could do so responsibly, then you can go to our friends at Betway. Then you can check out what they have. Until then, though, until you can get yourself to a spot where, one, you are 19 plus, and two, you can do so responsibly, do not bet with your heart. Use your mind. Use your big old brain like I did last night. Here I was thinking that I was going to lose a bunch of money because the Oilers lost 7-4. Ha! Pish posh. Pish posh. Pish posh. If any, instead, instead of thinking that I lost some money, well, your old boy bag milk came out ahead. One for bag milk, zero for the Oilers. Take that, Oilers. I love you. You know I do. Hey, you're listening to Better Late Than Ever, where you can chill out and listen in whenever and wherever. We have some news, a sack beating, and all things shitty TV shows. Here you'll find an old donkey, a wild Australian, and a literal child, among other gaggle of characters. Whoa. Oh, and a rich and handsome host who is constantly bragging about his Alfa Romeo. Enjoy. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Trilogy Oilfield Rentals are an established provider of tools and expertise across multiple oilfield disciplines, specializing in rentals, pipe recovery, abandonments, and completions. Currently, they maintain full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. What kind of tools do they have? I'll tell you. Rental tools, fishing tools, drilling tools, coil tools, mills and bits, completion tools, any tools for any job. That is TrilogyRentals.ca. Righteous sack beating. Well... What do you pick? Did you pick the Oilers hurting our feelings every other night? You could do that. You could do that. And I would do that. But I feel like I've been doing that for the first 20 plus minutes of this podcast. So I'm going to turn it over to the voicemail for a couple of guest righteous sack beatings. So I'm going to give you the button and then I'm going to play your RSB for this week. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. So I just recorded a fucking 90-second RSB that didn't save. But anyway, um, this one's just going out to the fucking negative cunts, man. Like, holy Jesus fucking Christ on a bike. Dukes, if there is one thing that Oilers fans do well, it is rage. Now, we're not the most reasoned group. We're not the most reasonable group when we're upset is what I'm trying to say. Now... We are upset because there is a one for one start on the table right now. That is not the way we were led to believe the season was going to go. We heard about the captain skates. We heard about this. We heard about that. And everybody was in town early and everybody's ready to go, except nobody was ready to go, apparently. And uh, people are upset. Back to you, Dukes. Shut the fuck up. You talking to me? I feel like you're almost half talking to me. Like, I literally used to go to work and have... Multiple ice addicts, meth addicts, <laughs> bail me up in a corner trying to stab me with broken glass and fucking syringes and, you know, bits of fucking tent poles and shit. Uh, Duke's worked in an unlicensed fight club, I believe. And it would only take me a 20-minute drive home to decompress and, like, be normal, you know, get home, have a shower, be normal again. You cunts... <laughs> the fucking hockey team you like 
has a bad night or has a bad fucking few games at the start <laughs> of the season, and you fucking want to give yourself, oh, my, fucking hell, you want to tear your own, all, all your own skin off. Ooh, delicious. Make a skin suit for bag milk. I'd wear that. Just fucking relax. You know, maybe go out and, like, hug your mother or see a psychiatrist or something. I love this team more than anyone could ever imagine. But holy fuck, stay grounded. Also, nurse's contract is fine. I'm going to have another part two just to talk about nurse, so fuck you. Get ready. We're having a uh, Duke's moment here on the podcast, and as the Lord of Darkness, I do appreciate the way he's stirring up the hive right now. It seems like he's taken the hornet's nest and he's given a real good punt over the North Saskatchewan River, and Satan is happy about it. But yeah, so I can't remember what I just said in that last one because it's <laughs> been a few minutes. You know, it's been a little minute now. But um, uh-huh. I don't know, man. People need to like. My entire life revolves around this team. Every day I listen to all those podcasts, Nation content, other content, whatever. Last night, Dukes was watching both Oilers Nation After Dark and the emergency B-cast that was going on. He had screens side by side. It was something to behold, people. Name my fucking dog Gretzky. I live in a town, the tiny town with like fuck all to do. So my life is hockey, even though I'm not playing it at the moment. But fuck me dead, man. When the Oilers lose like they did today, which is still today for me, I take a deep breath. You know, it sucks for like 20 minutes. But then I remember that, hey, I'm a full-grown adult with an actual life, and I just (laughs) fucking get on with it, right? No. Everything about my mood fluctuates when the Oilers are good or bad. That's the only way to do it. That is what makes Oilers fans special. There's a lot of people today, wherever their jobs are, you could be in an office, you could be in a truck, you could be in a factory. You're pissed off today. You probably didn't watch any highlights this morning, did you? Or last night. I get it. That's what we do. Back to you, Dukes. The other thing, too, the done on nurse hate. Everyone needs to shut the fuck up. Nurse has actually been fine this year. The pairing of he and Cece have been fine. Arguably the Oilers' best pairing. I said it. I'll say it again. Nurse Cece has been the Oilers' best pairing. Now, take with that what you will. But it's true. It's objectively true. <coughs> Reflux sucks. Like I swear it's um it's like people who are so desperate to have a take on hockey, but they're not capable of formulating their own, so they just find another one and jump on it. Like, man, it's not his fault he was bridged twice. And like in the offseason they signed him long term. That was the going rate for a top four D man. So just shut the fuck up. He isn't the reason your life isn't where you want it to be. <laughs> it's gonna like just fucking have fun, watch them if they win, that's awesome. If they lose, it sucks. But we live. Play La Bamba. Well, if there's one thing else I know about Oilers fans, it's uh being told how to fan or being told how to feel is going to go over very well. Dukes, I agree with you actually. Don't think I'm taking a shot at you, Dukes, because the message is actually something that I believe in. I keep my highs and my lows kind of in the middle at this point of the season. I was trying to explain that on the B-Cast last night when the sky was falling. That just, listen, man, there's a lot of hockey left to be played. This team's very, very good. They're going to turn it around. But, man, that doesn't make anything that's happening right now any less frustrating. I get that. But at some point. Maybe just maybe we're just venting, Dukes. Last night, there was a lot of folks on the B-Cast. They just needed to vent. They just needed to vent. And sometimes it just makes you feel better. You let it all out or you'll explode.
There you go for Trilogy Oldfield Rentals. The Righteous Sack Beating featuring Dukes. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Guess the fuck what? You're listening to Better Late Than Never. Brought to you by Bag Milk's Alfa Romeo Barbecue and Foot Massage. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The voicemail is brought to you by Alfa Romeo of Edmonton. Limited time only. Ends October 31st. Finance for as low as 3.99% for up to 36 months and get $1,000 in loyalty bonus cash when you check out the 2023 Alfa Romeo Stelvio. The Stelvio is what I drive. Feels sexy. You can do this. By October 31st, get into Alfa Romeo of Edmonton. Book yourself a test drive. I'm going to see them on Friday. I'm going to see the fine folks at Alfa Romeo of Edmonton on Friday. I'm going to be uh, visiting with John, who's the GM there. Great dude. Go check them out. The service is incredible. The dealership is beautiful. And I encourage you to book a test drive at alfaromeoedmonton.ca. Let's get into the voicemail. I'm imagining how these are going to go, but I also don't know when they all came in. So we'll see how it goes. Man, I have had an absolute hunt of a week. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. That's a very... It like I get that C bombs are just like that's the most Australian word there is. It feels like. Remember, I was in an Australian family for a decade, so I heard it a lot. Now, doesn't make it any less sharp. Dukes, back to you. Um. Well, you know, last ten fourteen days have been like this. I took my motorbike in to um get fixed because it hasn't been working. Two days later, my car, fucking the engine blows. Um, I then get a speeding fine in the mail mm. because when I went and picked up the parts for my motorbike, I was speeding, which right. you shouldn't do. Of course. I got a $750 tax bill. Ooh. Um, What else was there? There was fucking something else. Oh, 
I can't remember. Well, the power bill come in, which was like, you know, quarterly power bill, whatever, Rara. You paid right quarterly, the pay eh? that I was going to buy my tickets to um, to fly over for this fucking trip I'm doing in February. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, and I've got a, I've got a, my passport runs out this month or next month, so I've got to get a new passport. You got to get a new passport, to, yeah. To come over. But um, I've decided that, um, you know, fuck money, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to book the flights anyway, so... Get ready to play La Bamba, motherfuckers. Uh, here we go. I respect it, Dukes. That's a lot of life happening all at once, my boy. I hate those runs, you know? We all have them at time to time where just things pile up and things just kind of happen and things just pile up in terms of expenses, and that sucks, man. Life sucks in those moments, for sure. But you're grinding through it, Dukes. I respect it. Come on over. We'll have a good time with you in February. Hopefully, you know, November, December, January, February. Hopefully in the next four months, you'll be able to figure out the uh, the dollars and cents that go behind a trip like this. Next message, and also anonymous message. KBM. What's up? I got to say it. Um, the new Tyler Coke Zero commercial is the new Ra- Rogers wrapped in red event. It's no good. Um, it's really bad. It sucks. <laughs> and also that there's seemingly like a, a professional voice actor one that plays for like a minute and then Tyler's comes on for like a minute after that. And then halfway through whatever episode, whether it's real life or whatever, um, it'll play a fucking another one. Sometimes I'm having that ad play three, four times during an episode. Ah, uh, the pro- programmatic ads. Um, I'm going to get real tired of that real quick. So, the, so the way those, uh, uh the, those ads work on our podcast is those are actually programmatic. Those are, we're, we're with a podcast platform. So you probably heard ads injected into the middle of these. I can control where they go, but I do not control who bids on the ads for the podcast. So Tyler actually has no control over what those ads are. Those are programmatic ads that are injected. Just a little behind the scenes for you. Hopefully that gives you a little bit of color. We are not trying to torture you with that terrible commercial. Hello, Bag Milk. I am phoning from the Bowdoin Institution on behalf of inmate Christopher Keith Chalmers. Don't you do, do it. Do you wish to accept the call? I do not want to accept the call because I just did this two seconds ago. So, nope, you're not fooling me this time. You are not fooling me this time. I thought I was playing a bumper last time and I got the Rogers Repton Red event. If you think you're going to do it again to me, no, sir. I may have been born out night, but it wasn't last night. Can I be real for a second? Yes, you may. Um, I don't know if you feel comfortable like publicly sharing uh, oh nation secrets or you know whatever behind the scenes stuff depends what it is but i feel like the fans and the consumers or whatever whatever you call us nation citizens yeah fans consumers blah blah blah. fans or consumers consumers or fans fans of the Content or consumers of the content. All right, Dukes. Let's get to it. Yeah. What do you want to know? Consumers or fans. Um, is was just a Canadian version of Liam? <laughs> or is Liam an English <laughs> version of was? <laughs> because, like... <laughs> If they had the same accent, you could swear they were twins. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Love them both to death. They're both amazing um, content creators and like personalities and everything else, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> they might be cunts, but I, I'm not privy to them. I'm not privy to their cuntiness because I've only seen their so sharp delightfulness. Hits. They are delightful, um, both of them. But yeah, are they the same? Are they the same person? No. However, I think what you're getting at is a uh, a modern day version of It's Takes Two, where the Olsen twins, one was in New York and the other one was in London, and then they met in the middle, something like that, right? Are Waz and Liam related? I don't believe so. But... I wouldn't leave, I wouldn't uh, be surprised to find out that there's some kind of relation. Both of those boys are rascals. But if I was putting money on it today, because I'm 19 plus and could do so responsibly, I would probably say no. But if it is an it takes two situation and they are actually twins from different continents, we got to make some content of it. Maybe make a movie. It's been a while. That movie came out in, let me Google real quick, 1995. We're long overdue for a sequel. Long, long overdue. Working through the Alfa Romeo of Edmonton voicemail, here's the next one left by Anonymous. Good afternoon. Oh, good afternoon. It's 1 p.m. on Saturday. The Oilers play in 14 hours here in the UK, and it's uh, exciting. This is going to be my first game of the season due to work commitments. So uh, you have a very excited little donkey here right now. Little donkey, etc. Let's go, Oilers. Mm, yes. Well, I apologize, Mr. Donkey, that your first Oilers game of the season ended up with the loss in overtime to the Winnipeg Jets. I imagine that we will hear from you later in the Alfa Romeo of Edmonton voicemail to recap your evening, or I guess it would have been early morning for you if you were watching it in 14 hours. This one's left in by Skippy. Hey there, bag milk. This is your Skippy. Long time listener, first time voicemailer. How about this voice? I know he's putting on like a little affect on it, but like that is smooth as silk, my man. Smooth as silk. And I've got a bone to pick with the fans of the Oilers. Now, I realize you cannot put lipstick on a pig. <laughs> and this team has been miserable in their first few games. Uh-huh. But I would point out that we are four games into the season. Six now. And I would understand the collective meltdown if we hit 10 games, say, at 2-7-1 or something like that. But don't you think we're kind of putting the cart before the horse a bit A little here? bit. A little bit. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand that Oilers fans put the cart before the horse on a fairly regular basis. So what we do. Whether that be with prospects, with how the team is playing, or just generally with how much we freak out over just little shit. And if I'm not mistaken, there was a certain Tyler Uramchuk, fucking silly-ass name as that is, was saying the Oilers were missing the playoffs last November. Mm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, let's save the mass hysteria for January and just trust that the Oilers are trading Cody Cece. Anyways, hail Frank. Have a good day. My boy uh, Frank is 1-5 on the season. He is very dejected. He's sleeping beside me right now. can barely pick his head up. So disappointed in the results of Frank's picks so far in the year, but he's no quitter. He will bounce back. And again, Skippy has got a smooth, silky voice. I, I'm going to tell you, I was a little bit turned on, a little bit bricked up over here listening to Skippy. I didn't know that I could be attracted to another man's voice, but all I can hear is mm, smooth and Satan likes it. Every day is like Sunday. Every day in silence and grace. 
Hey, look, I've just a Morrissey, the Smiths. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Donkey doing. Right, I'm sure that was the Smiths. Every day is like Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a slide whistle. That's very good. Let's be honest. You like it. Oh, mm. you like it. I I like the slide whistle. Hang on. I love that. Love that. <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. I am absolutely into it. Next voicemail is anonymous. What say you? Hey, good evening. It's 23:50 on Saturday, 21st of October. Oilers are so midnight. Have you watched the game yet? I guess we'll get there. I'm playing in three hours and ten minutes. Oh my god, dude. You had to stay up until 3 a.m. to watch that game? Fuck, that sucks. Do you realize what we do in Europe to sit and watch what we do? I love you a bit. Good God. Um, well, I've put the cat outside and um going to wash the oilers. I'm going to strip down my underpants mm. and watch Cody Cece carry the perk. Well, citation needed, but you know, you know the story. Let's go oilers. Let's fucking go oilers. Yes. I thought this podcast was going to be way angry. I didn't know guys were going to be taking their pants off and talking all sexy in the voicemail. This is taking a delightful turn and Satan is very, very much enjoying the way this is going right now. Good afternoon. It's Sunday, the 22nd of October. Well, now we're going to get the recap. So Donkey stayed up until 3 in the morning, if my math is correct, to watch the others take on the Jets. And then what happened? It's one o'clock in the morning. Game hasn't even started yet. The Oilers are about to start in two hours. Three o'clock. Fucking hell, man. Now, I need to have a lot of a word with you lot. Having a go with them. You are. Yeah, it's been a bad start. Here we go. I've, I've lost my accent. Good old. Yeah. Let's fucking get behind the boys, shall we? Fucking get in there. I tell you what. Yeah. We'll be fine. I think you're just saying the same thing as Dukes was. Gotta get behind the team right now. They need it. We are we're spiraling and they need us to rally. They need us to rally like I'm rallying her up for Danny Carey a tool tonight. You know? I'll watch that motherfucker bang those skins all day long. Do you just want to get funky? <laughs> or do you just want to dance? Both. Do you want to get funky, baby? This is the time for romance. Let's go, Oilers. Let's go, Oilers. By the, I mean, I imagine he was still waiting until 3 a.m. to watch that game. I'm fascinated to know how, did he stay up the whole time? I can do that. I complain when the Oilers play at 8 o'clock. So, baby, I got a little podcast confession. Sure. Um, I was hoping to do this anonymously, but you haven't done podcast confessions in a long time. I am due to bring back podcast confessions. Maybe I'll do that for next week. I think it's time. You're right, Nick. So I'm just leaving this voicemail. Um, I don't find the Leon, you hot bitch, remotely funny. <laughs> Leon, you hot bitch might be the most unfunny thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like, I just, I do not get it. Is there some inside joke that I'm like, is, is this an Oilers Nation like inside joke? 
Like, yeah, Leon Dreisaitl is a handsome man. Mm-hmm. Like, so, Matthias Janmark, arguably not a handsome man. Why aren't we calling him Janmark, you ugly fuck? No, like, that's I don't, rude. I don't, get, I don't get Leon, you hot bitch. That's it, just rude. It doesn't make sense. It's it's not funny. Do I have a shitty sense of humor? Probably. Am I fucked in the head? I can almost guarantee that. But Le- <laughs> Oops, I cut you off. Anyway, that's Kennedy's joke, and I love it. It's never going away. Leon, you hot bitch. She's got one ready for every goal, and I always love to see what she comes up with next. So, Nick, here's the good part. We don't have to share the same sense of humor all the time. Just when you're here. Leon, you hot bitch, that's a Kennedy's trash original piece of content that's been going on for the last couple of years. Stay tuned for the next version whenever Leon scores next. Nick, you are back again. If you complain about our content again, well, I mean, I'll listen because I like the feedback. But other than that. So listen, Big Milk, um, the Oilers, let's just call a spade a spade. The start of the year has been pretty shitty. <laughs> to put it lightly um, they just lost to the jets in overtime and you know what we're still in the jets game we haven't even gotten to what happened last night goodness gracious i can stomach that game because they actually played pretty well against winnipeg to be fair if it wasn't for that stew mistake the oilers probably win that game i'm just saying it i don't want to hang the loss on stew because that's not fair either the oilers couldn't score more than twice on hollabuck that was obviously a problem but the Oilers played reasonably well on saturday night the Oilers outplayed the Jets, and the only reason the Jets won was because one man named Connor Hellebuck stood in his fucking head mm-hmm. like he always does. Yep, um, he really did. But you know what? At least they got a loser point out of that. At least they got a loser point. I guess. So it could be worse. Hey, it always could be worse. That is true, Nick. It could be worse. Oh, like Connor McDavid getting hurt and missing the last, what is it, 10 minutes of the game? Viewing cowed uh, regulation in overtime? It hurts. It's painful to be an Oilers fan right now. We'll get through. Okay, so post-game. Um, <laughs> we, we finally made it. I'm not going to go all 6 Chad, and go, oh, this is from Red Deer, and we need to fucking kill everyone. No, this is a good side. But, fuck me, we were flat tonight. Uh, if we're relying on McLeod and Holloway, that, that line to give some jump. What's one? We're just playing within ourselves. Let's not chuck the baby out. It's still going to be a good side. It just needs tweaking. It's not firing. It's really not firing in the minute. But you no, know, here we go. We've been here before. What do we want to go? Oh, sack the coach, sack the GM, sack the tea lady, sack the cat. Not Trevor. You're right. Relax. Now. We're going to be all right. Uh, yeah, that's good us. I appreciate the positivity from both Dukes and the Donkey. These are guys that stay up at ridiculous hours to watch this team. I respect the. I respect it. We need more positivity right now. Now, I mean, when what's happening on the ice is happening on the ice. It's hard to get there sometimes, but we'll get there. We'll make it. We'll all, we're all in this together, you know? We are all in this together. Working through the Alfa Romeo of Edmonton voicemail with a check-in from Captain Felton. This is your captain speaking from Vancouver. Now, what do I hear that both Dukes and Donkey might be in Edmonton come February? I don't know about you, but it sounds to me like the best wrestling match there ever did be. 
Dukes in one corner, Donkey in the other. Mash them together and the championship belt of the BLTN presidential belt is on the line. I like this. Captain Felton's producing content. I would just sit back and let him do his thing, quite frankly. Captain Felton, you're in control of this podcast now. Next, Anonymous, go for it. I would formally like to apologize for the last message from the Dukes. And yes, I might have um, wound him up slightly about the Donnell nurse contract, which, let's be honest, isn't a problem. <laughs> so yeah, um, I will say this in most um, brilliant terms rather than saying um, swear words to you. The dear listeners of Better Late Than Never. Yeah, but yeah, he's right. And I might have tweaked his nipples a little bit by mentioning Donald Nurse in the um in the chat. Whoopsie. <laughs> I've talked about this before. Those two maniacs. I've I've got a group chat with them on Instagram, and it is just active and bumping all day. So sometimes, I, like, I don't answer them often. I really don't. But what I like to do, boys, I don't know if I've said this to you, but I just like to sit and play the messages, play the videos, and I just sit on my couch and laugh. I fucking think it's hilarious. I have really nothing to add. No notes. No notes for the group chat with those boys. None. Mm-hmm. Oh, hi, Henry. Oh, hi, Percy. What specific activities are you embarking on this fine afternoon? Lovely of you to ask, dear Henry. I'll have you know I'm currently participating in fuck. Excuse me? So, I'm stopping that. And you know how much I love those. You know how much I love those. Now, I heard, I've had a couple of people actually slide into my DMs and say, Bag Milk, you're being fooled. Those aren't actually original bits being produced for the podcast and the voicemail. They're just clipping stuff from video games or cartoons that I don't know what they are. So those are being plagiarized content submitted as originals in the voicemail, and I've been tricked this entire time. Now, to the offender, always comes in anonymously, I am going to give you an opportunity to speak up and say, no, no, I did write these. The things that you know and love and you sit and laugh for a minute straight, I produced those for your show. Those aren't stolen from a video game or a cartoon or some YouTube shit. But I feel like I've been bamboozled. I feel like I've been cheated. I feel like... You're trying to hurt my feelings intentionally. I love those messages. And now I don't know what to feel. You should feel as angry as you did last night. It was a lot of fun. Going around, stomping around, scaring the dogs, scaring the neighbors. It was fun. Fuck these pre-built bits, man. They're just copying and pasting and recording all this shit, sliding it into your voicemail. Just get angry. Let the rage consume you. And welcome back to Business with Ben. You might remember this from a couple episodes ago, but Hmm. it is starting back up. Sure. Today, we'll be talking about the phenomenon of paper straws. Paper straws. All paper straw industries suck. Hmm. And listen, I get paper straws good for the environment, but you have plastic lids. Either go all in or don't go in at all. Hey, you're, you're, you're preaching the choir here, my friend. I've done plenty of rants on this podcast about paper straws, about paper uh, buying paper bags, yet everything is in plastic. You go to the grocery store, you buy some pre-washed lettuce. How is that packaged for you? In a little plastic one-serve bin. Do you keep those? No, you chuck them. That's what everybody does. 
But yet, paper straws? Now we're hearing that the paper straws might actually be worse for you individually, allegedly according to the articles that get sent to me every now and then. I'm with you, Ben. Um, And also those things, mm, I can't drink a Slurpee anymore. Nope, they suck. Terrible. I, you know what? I'm going to go on Amazon and I'm going to buy myself some plastic straws. Mainlander Tim sent us some plastic straws to the Nation HQ offices after we were complaining about it on Real Life. Very, very good. Took a bag, put them in my car. Now I'm all strawed up. What do you got to say about that, Ben? I'm sorry. Might be bad for the environment. I can't take it. I need to have a slurpy pup properly. Mm-hmm. Another thing, yeah, as I was saying with like the plastic um, and paper straw thing, like That's right, with ben. the lids and stuff, like mm-hmm. I feel like it might be easier to make the lids out of quote unquote paper paper because it's not like you're drinking out of them. You just stick something in there and listen, make it so the lid is paper and the uh, straws. I think that Ben could just do what I do and you put all your drinks in a little sippy cup and then you have a built-in lid with a straw right there and you can put it on the top rack of your dishwasher and it doesn't get melted and then I don't spill my delicious juicy juices all over my shirts. They're so nicely folded and crisp and I do the laundry all myself and that's why sippy cups are the savior of my t-shirts. Since the Oilers are kind of unwatchable right now, let me tell you a story, and this will make Waz proud. Sure. Whenever I am back in my homeland, hmm. me and my uncle would go... Where's your homeland? I'd like to know this. Give me more context. Where you go? Outside, into the jungles of India. Oh, cool. And we would stay there for hours with bows and arrows. This is true. With those bows and arrows, we load them up, and we hunt. We don't just hunt for anything. We hunt... For the aviary kind, we hunt for chickens. We hunt and kill chickens. Like grouse chickens? Like wild chickens? We sell them on the local market. Really? We make a pretty penny out of that. That's cool. We hunt and we see the blood coming out of the (laughs) door. It's getting weird now, man. Not gonna lie. It's a true story, actually. I actually hunt birds. I kill birds. Oh, that's why the Waz tie-in. Now I get it. Now I'm with you. I actually used to have a job when I was in high school where quarterly I would go to a chicken farm and I would go into the chicken barn, chicken house, chicken coop. It wasn't a coop. It was bigger than a coop. It was more of a barn than it was a coop. And I'll grab the chickens and I would put them in cases and they would get shipped off to do whatever happens with chickens after they leave a situation like that. I assume they run free and they have coloring books and all those kinds of things and nothing else happens to them from there, as far as I know. Anyway, Ari, feel free to leave more stories. Uh, Less psychotic ones, maybe? Although you are right, Waz probably did enjoy that. It is I, though the will of thousands. Where's this guy been? Satan, you are not the Lord of Darkness. You know I'm the Lord of Darkness. is the Lord of Darkness. 
Joel, you can't even show up. You can't even be here consistently, man. I am here week in, week out, always ready to dump my evil doings all over the podcast listeners. And yet here, you step in, you challenge Satan to be the most evil of them all. Not even close, Joel. Not even close. Our hockey team is bad. They are bad. Can you know rule? This is a perfect sound to represent our bad hockey team. Don't you fucking do it. The Rogers. No. No, bag, no push the button. Delete that message entirely. Just delete it out of the podcast. I think I might. You should. Nobody's screwing with you, man. This is garbage. I don't understand why they want to play the Rogers Rap and Red event over and over again. I don't get it either. There are much better commercials that could be played on this podcast. And you're not even a Rogers subscriber. You hate their products, in fact. I kind of do, really. Outside of Rogers Place, I like going there. I'm excited to go there for Tool tonight. Yeah, it's going to stink like skunk in there, if you know what I mean. Got that sticky icky going to a concert at Rogers Place. Yeah! I'll be honest about something. So that that Minnesota loss, right? Mm-hmm. That's like the first loss in this whole stretch where I felt like, huh, they're not, it's not just the numbers that they're being unlucky. They're actually genuinely not playing good. Like yeah. they're playing down to their competition and playing inferior hockey. Mm-hmm. A cup contender should lose their best player and still be able to be competitive in a game. Yeah, of course. They were competitive until they weren't. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm with you. That third period, that wasn't just them being like unlucky or something like that. They were actually bad. They were super bad. Super, huh. super bad. That third period was arguably one of the most painful, painful evenings that uh, of the season. I, I mean, I just, I don't know what else to say about it. Really, I, I just don't know what else to say about it. If you look at, uh, let me see here, diving into some of the fancies, uh, the Willers, their Corsi four was fifty three point five seven percent. Their XGF was 43.72. So they were just not expected to score a lot last night. Just disastrous effort from the Oilers last night against Minnesota. Just do you know going into Minnesota, you have a hard time in that barn most of the time. And then just to finish like that, good Lord. I want to credit Liam Horbin because he pointed this out and hmm. makes a lot of sense. Um, ever since the Oilers changed their defensive system, to his own defense, their defense has been fucking atrocious. It's not great. Like, this is far enough into the season that it is not okay. We'll just ride with it. We'll see, you know, see where it goes. This is a lot a far enough into the year that it is time to make a fucking change. Mm. You have been embarrassed defensively. How many fucking times? Handful. Time to switch it up. It's not rocket science. <laughs> Also, can we call Evan Bouchard a new nickname? Um, I vote we'd call him the Baker. So we have Adam Ernie, the Bishop, and uh, Evan Bouchard, the Baker, because that dude serves up nothing but fucking turnovers. He will always be dad to me. Now we'll just see when he leaves for cigarettes and doesn't come home. You know what I'm saying? I hate to say it, but I'm going to repeat something that Kyler Miyamoto said hmm. on Instagram Live just now. Uh, and I hate to say it, but if 
Philly calls you right now and offers Carter Hart for Jack Campbell and two firsts and Borgo or something, I'm taking that and hanging up the phone. Let me think about that. Carter Hart for Jack Campbell and two firsts. Hmm. 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 Maybe. Maybe we can dance around a little bit. Maybe we can negotiate. Again, though, I don't actually think Jack Campbell was the problem last night. In fact, I thought he was the best oiler for long stretches. Now, did it end well? No. Not defending his night at all. 800 save percentage. No bueno. But I don't think it was his fault, ultimately, that the Oilers lost. Hey, it's uh, Rusty the Reckless Optimist here. Um, I just wanted to spread a little bit of reckless optimism for everybody. Please. We need it. We, uh, it's been a tough start Mm -hmm. to the season. Obviously going one, four and one is not ideal, but if I did my math correct, and I'm pretty sure I did, we have played a whole of 7.3% of the season so far. Lots of hockey to play. We have 76 games left people. We need to pump the brakes and relax a little bit. Yep. Okay. It sucks. I hate seeing the boys lose, but what I hate more is seeing people shit all over the team just because they're not winning. Like we need to give them our support, trust the process. And I still fully believe that this team can win 55 games. Right. And I'm going to stick to that. And I still fully believe that this team can and will go deep into the playoffs. So it's been a tough start, but this team always gets better as the season progresses. And so I think that uh, that trend will continue. It's going to be a domination station here very soon. So thanks. And let's go Oilers. I'm with you, Rusty. I think that it's still too early to have your finger on the panic button, maybe hovering over top of it. If you were on a movie, right? You know those movies where they got like the red button and it's got a little glass case that folds over it via hinge. Maybe the hinge is opened. But we shouldn't be pushing it yet. Maybe you hover over your hand, you fake it out like you're going to push it like, not yet. I'm with Rusty. Last message for the Alfa Romeo of Edmonton voicemail comes from Kyle D. Balmer, and I've got an idea where this is going. Five, four, three, two, one. I was listening to ONR last night, and there was a review that was left that really struck with me because I... uh, (laughs) I've been feeling that for probably the last couple of weeks. Okay. Because five, four, three, two, one. Anytime I listen to an R and the ads start and the ads hit between the breaks, the beginning, the end, I keep hearing your M Chuck's voice. But not only do I hear your M Chuck's voice, I hear another voice. I don't know who the guy is, but it's the exact same ad. Back to back. What is going on? Five. Four, three, two, one. Like, can they figure out? Maybe I don't know. I don't know what the algorithm is that it keeps playing the same ad over and over and That's over. That's a fair question. But holy fuck, is it frustrating? I've heard that a couple of times. Now you're not the first person to leave that. I actually thought you were going to shit on Evan Bouchard. To be honest, that's why I said I think I know where this is going. But um, yeah, we'll look into that. Again, those are programmatic ads that get inserted by the podcast provider that we use. Um, Take you behind the scenes. We're probably going to change providers, actually. That's what I'm hearing. But we shall see what happens. I will absolutely send a note about the ads. I had no idea. I had no idea. And that's how we will wrap up the Alfa Romeo of Edmonton voicemail. (laughs) 
You've only got a couple of days left. Limit time offer up to 3.99% for 36 months and $1,000 loyalty cash. When you go check out the 2023 Alfa Romeo Stelvio, go check out Alfa. Alpha Romeo Edmonton.ca. Book yourself a test drive. Go see the fine folks at Alpha Romeo of Edmonton. They are the best people. They are the nicest people. And they have the best collection of whips you will find anywhere in the city. And with that, we will wrap up the podcast. I'm going to get myself prepared, get myself mentally ready to go see Tool rock the fuck out of Roger's place because they're the only people that have been doing anything positive in there in a little bit. See what I did there? Oilers haven't been playing very well. And I know that Tool will play very well. I know this because they're professionals. And they don't need me to motivate them to get them going. That's all we'll wrap up the podcast. I want to say thank you to the audio department, Trill Jewel Field Rentals, Alberta Blue Cross, and Alfa Romeo of Edmonton. Have a great rest of your week, everybody, unless anything else happens. Then I will be back for an emergency episode. I haven't done one of those in a while. Let's see where and when we get the next one. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.